0: The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, we put together a podcast for our church family in order to answer questions that you're wrestling with or maybe you've been confronted with and you really don't know how to answer the question. You're not going to necessarily hear that answer in a Sunday school or a morning message or even in a Bible study, but you really need to know this answer. So that's what we're going to be looking at today is one of those questions. In fact, we're going to look at a question today that tends to be something that you're confronted with today by people who really are not happy about Christianity or your faith and so they raise this issue. Or you might hear this question from somebody who is a follower, but they just can't wrap their brain around the fact that so many people don't know Jesus and what's going to happen to them. So let's get right into the question. The question we're going to look at today is, what about people who never hear the gospel? What about people who never hear the gospel? Or the question could be rephrased, I've heard it this way, why would God send people to hell who've never heard of Jesus? That's another way of putting the question. So we're going to look at this question today because I really believe that this is an important question to answer, especially in light of the culture that we live in today and really the rise of a lot of thinking that comes over the internet to try to convince you that God is somebody who is not good because of all of these people who are going to hell and they don't have a chance to hear. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at a few things. We're going to, first of all, look at the whole issue of the question. And and I want to just refer to it as ignorant concern ignorant concern. And I'll talk about that in a moment. From that, I want to talk about the nature of God, the nature of God's judgment, and then the nature of grace. The nature of God, the nature of God's judgment, and the nature of grace. Because all three of those issues are going to help us to understand what about people who never hear the gospel. But let's start off, first of all, with this whole issue of ignorant concern. Ignorant concern. I've got two issues I want to raise here. Here's the first one. It is common to question the fairness of God concerning unreached people. It's common to question the fairness of God concerning unreached people. Usually when you hear this question, I'm not talking about a believer who's trying to wrap their brain around the issue of why there are people who've never heard and why would God let them go to hell. Sometimes we wrestle with that. But I'm talking about the general sense in which it is presented today, in which it's used as an argument to refute the goodness of God or to refute Christianity, and basically they're saying That God is not fair, in that all these people are going to hell and they don't have a chance to respond. All these people are going to hell and they don't have a chance to respond. So, therefore, God is suspect. Therefore, God is not fair. God's not a good God. God is evil. And so, that's what we see here. We see really this ignorant concern that it's not necessarily about the question or even a concern for the unreached peoples, it's really about trying to discredit God. So usually the question then reveals two things, okay? The question reveals two things. Number one, it reveals biblical ignorance, and I'll talk about that here in a moment. It reveals biblical ignorance or hostility, Hostility towards what, George? Hostility towards Christianity. We've already kind of addressed that a little bit, because when you talk about hostility towards Christianity, it's seeking to discredit Christianity, and so therefore they have to discredit the God in whom we worship by saying, he's not fair, he's evil, by sending all of these people to hell, because a good God would not do that. But you said biblical ignorance. Why does that question reveal a biblical ignorance? Well, I'm going to be honest with you folks. We live in an age where most people don't really know their Bibles. We've downplayed Bible teaching and biblical doctrine Therefore, when we come to a question like that, we don't know how to answer this because we don't really know what the Bible says about condemnation or about why people are judged or about why people are going to hell. And so therefore, it reflects a biblical ignorance. So this kind of brings us to where we're going to spend the rest of our podcast, because if we're going to answer this question, I need to take you to the Bible and instruct you in what the scripture says, specifically in three areas. We're going to talk about the nature of God. you got to understand who God is because he's he's, quote, getting a bad rap here with this whole issue of sending people to hell, especially those who've never heard. Then we're going to look at the nature of God's judgment, okay, because most people don't understand that. They don't understand the whole concept of humanity going to hell, nor do they understand why. And then we're going to look at the nature of grace, grace that was extended in salvation through Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about that. So let's get right, first of all, to the issue of the nature of God. So I've got four things here, and they're not in any particular order, but four statements I want to make about the nature of God with regards to this issue. So that you understand. It comes right out of the scripture. First of all, this. God did not create hell for unsaved humanity. Jesus says this, Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then he'll say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. What we see here is Jesus is condemning, he's judging, he's sending folks to hell, and he's making the statement, I'm sending you to a place that is a place of eternal punishment, but it was prepared for the devil and his angels. Here's what you need to understand. Hell was never created as the punishment for humanity in the beginning. It was created as the place of punishment for Satan and his angels man becomes faced with the reality of hell and going there when man has rebelled against God. That's what we see here. So the first thing about the nature of God is is God, in his nature, didn't create hell for you and I or for humanity. Here's the second thing. This is one that's often missing. You don't hear this much, but it comes right out of the scripture. God does not enjoy sending people to hell. I want you to hear me. I'll say it again. God does not enjoy sending people to hell. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 32. Here the prophet writes the words of the Lord. For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. Here's another verse from Ezekiel, basically expressing the same point that God does not enjoy sending people to hell. Listen to what he writes. Again, the words of the Lord, chapter 33, verse 11. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn away from his way and live. Turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? Again, God does not take pleasure. God does not enjoy sending people to hell. You need to understand that about the nature of God and the issue of condemnation. Now, I'm going to give you an example a little bit later on to help you to understand that because you're saying, well, yeah, he's still sending people to hell, and, and there's, again, that issue of fairness. Why would he do that? He, that seems wrong that he would send people to hell. Well, we're going to talk about that whole issue under the whole issue of the nature of God's condemnation. The third thing I want you to see about the nature of God is this God is not capable of evil. This is what you and I need to understand. We think in, of God in terms of like human beings. Human beings, no matter how good they are, have the tendency to do wrong and are bent towards doing wrong. They have a tendency to to sin and to do evil. And we usually think in terms of God as the same way that we would human beings. And we can't picture somebody that does not have the capability of not sinning, Nor can we comprehend the capability of someone who cannot do evil. But that's what James is talking about in James chapter 1, verse 13. Here he's addressing the whole issue of temptation. And he's addressing the question that some would raise while saying that God has tempted me. Well, this again is reflecting the nature of God. He said, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil Nor does he himself tempt anyone. See, God is of such character that sin does not even exist within him. Evil does not even exist within him to even contemplate sin being done towards others from his part. He can't do that. That's not his character. But what is his character? So here's my fourth point I want you to see about this whole issue of the character of God, especially when we look at this issue about how can he send people to hell who've never heard? What about the people who've never heard the gospel? Here we go. Motivated by love, God gave us his son. Motivated by love, God gave us his son. And again, that well-known verse, John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, okay, you're sitting there and saying, okay, you're that's a great reminder of the character of God, George. Kind of shed some light on the issue, but I'll be honest with you, it doesn't answer the question. We're talking about the question about what about people who've never heard, or why would God send people to hell who have never heard the gospel? Isn't that not fair? So, yes, I understand this is the character of God. This is what we hear all the time in church. But that doesn't answer the question. Well, that's why we want to move on to the next section. So we want to build on that foundation of understanding the character of God, to now to come to the point of understanding his judgment, his judgment. And with that, I want to go to Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Listen to what Paul writes. He's, He's in this beginning section of the condemnation section of Romans, expressing why all humanity is condemned. And right off the bat here, he's going to express why humanity is condemned, especially those who have never heard the gospel. It's not that they are not without excuse. He's wanting to show that people are not without excuse with regards to the issue of going to hell. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 18. so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men, of birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness, to the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served creature rather than creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. That's just one section of this two-and-a-half-chapter section concerning the whole issue of humanity being condemned, and I just want to bring out three points here to help you to see this whole issue of condemnation, because you and I need to recognize some things. So here it is. First of all, the evidence of God is available to all. So first of all, Paul is saying to you and I that throughout the world, even in places where they haven't heard the gospel, the reality of the truth of the existence of the creator, God, is there. It's within them. And it's manifest in creation, in the world around them, so that they can see that there is this all-powerful God. He then goes on and he tells us, here's my second point, man is condemned because he has rejected the knowledge of God. So even though man knows that there is a God, Paul tells us that he becomes futile in his thinking and he's exchanged the truth of God for a lie and begins to worship creation, something that he has created himself. I would even say he goes as far as worshiping himself in a secular culture. Man is condemned because he has rejected the knowledge of God. And then that brings me to the third point. The rejection of God resulted in sin, which resulted in condemnation. The rejection of God resulted in sin, which resulted in condemnation. See, when people are condemned to hell, they are condemned to hell because of their sin. They're going to hell because of their sin. Again, listen to what Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, right off the bat... It's because of people's sin. Humanity is headed to hell because they are condemned because of their sin. Man holds the responsibility, not God. Man holds the responsibility. And this brings me to what I was going to show you as an illustration earlier to help you to comprehend and understand. So, for instance, you know, our news is continually filled with the news of people doing wrong things and then people being held accountable in our court systems. Whether somebody is stealing, whether somebody is embezzling, whether somebody is murdering, whether somebody is selling drugs, whatever, the fact of the matter is, is when they are arrested, they have to appear before the judge and more often than not, they are sentenced... And as usually befits what they are doing, they are sentenced for their crimes to federal penitentiary or state prison or county prison, and they end up going there. And here's what I want you to see. Nobody in our society says, oh, how cruel is the government in punishing them for that murder? Oh, how cruel is the government in punishing them for that embezzlement that they did while they were at that company. Oh, how cruel is the government in sending them to jail for stealing. Nobody says that. What we say is, they made that decision. They did the wrong thing. They're paying the price for their crimes. Now, isn't that interesting? We don't use the same logic when we think about people going to hell. The reality is all humanity are going to hell because of what? Their sin. It is the judicial punishment for their sin, the divine judicial punishment. And humanity is responsible for their own sin. You are accountable for your own sin. And therefore, you will receive the just punishment for your own sin. It's not that God is being cruel. Man has chosen that. And so, since Adam, all humanity carries a death sentence. You and I need to grasp that point. You and I need to understand the nature of God's judgment. See, that's the problem. We think that nobody deserves to go to hell, and that's because we're ignorant of how God sees the whole issue of sin and that we've done wrong in that area. Well, now that brings me to the whole issue of grace. Because you think, okay, George, you've already answered the question, what about those who've never heard, well, they're going to hell because of their sin. All right, we're done. No, we're not done. We're going to talk about the nature of grace now. What I want you to see is the responsibility of reaching those people. Well, I want to show you the responsibility of who it is that needs to reach those people who have never heard. Listen to the nature of grace. First of all, God showed grace in sending his son to die for us. Romans 5, 6 says this, For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. When we were still without strength. What's he talking about there? He's talking about the inability of man to handle their punishment, their situation of being headed to hell. There's nothing we could do, but he tells us in due time, Christ died for our sins. Or listen to again, same chapter, Romans chapter five verse eight, listen to what Paul says. Now, but God demonstrated His love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So here it is, God who rightly should be, is sending people to hell, loves us still. And even though we're not wanting that, Sends his son to die for us. That's what he's saying here. That brings me now to the second point I want you to see about the nature of grace. We've been given the task of sharing that grace with others. You and I have been given that task of sharing the grace with others. Again, listen to what Paul says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. For the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge this, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. He's basically saying that because of the love and the grace shown to you and I as believers who have put our faith and trust in Jesus. We are now compelled to share that gospel out of obedience to him because he loved us with those who don't know. In fact, that's what our commission is, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. You and I know these verses. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." amen. That's our marching orders. Yes, there are people who are in places, there are unreached people groups in the world who have not heard of Jesus. They're headed to hell, and God is sending us with his message of grace to them, even though they're rejecting him, even though they're rightly deserving the penalty of sin, which you and I rightly deserve. We're to bring the message of grace to them, which brings me to really my third point here under the nature of grace. And this is what is so often overlooked with this whole issue of this question. Here it is The nations will be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the nations will be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at what John sees in heaven. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. It says this, And after these things I look, and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. And what are they doing? We see that they're worshiping God. Here's the reality. Yes, there are people right now who are going to hell because they don't have the gospel. But that's not God's responsibility. They're going to hell because they're responsible for their own sin. God is extending grace to them. But that vehicle of grace, that way of reaching them is in Our court, we are the ones who are responsible for sharing it. And the wonderful thing is is that the scripture tells us that in the future, every nation will be represented. Every people group will be represented because there will be those from every place in the world who will respond to Jesus. So here's the issue. What about the people who've never heard of the gospel? Well, the reality is, unless they hear, they're going to hell because of their sin. And the responsibility to reach them lies with you and I. Whether we live right here in Kerwinsville and we never leave this place, or the person who is called to be a missionary who goes to those very places where those folks are at. The responsibility for who hears is us. We've been given that task by God. Why? Because he still loved them. And he sent his son Jesus to die for them. And the wonderful thing is knowing that one day, the very people groups who are rejecting Christ right now will be represented before the throne of God in the future. Because there will be people who come to faith in Christ. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to just wrestle with questions, and that's definitely what we've been doing today. We've been wrestling with a big question. And you might be saying, George, how how can I get you a question? Well, if you're in our church family, you just simply need to give it to me or throw it in the offering plate and the guys will get me the question. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. like the page, keep up with the podcast and direct message us there or write on the wall and we'll get your question. Or you can go to our church website, KerbensvilleChristian.org. Go to the contact page. You'll see a form there. Submit a question. We'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Next week, we're going to build on this issue of our responsibility to go to unreached peoples who have never heard of the gospel. And we're going to see that you and I have a responsibility to share the gospel with this generation that we are in. And so here's the question that we're going to wrestle with next week. How can I be involved in world missions without going? How can I be involved with world missions without going? Until next week, take care.